is good, my loves, divine dolls, divine dudes. So, we have another day of the little stinker side of me, okay? So, um, I have a screenshot here of this person, um, Governor Lee. As you all know, there's been a lot of talk about the crime rates, what's going on with Memphis. And um, about a day or two back, I also took a, a screenshot. They have had 23,000 23, plus rape kits um, since 2013. Y'all, I want you to think about how much of an imprint and an impact. That's just Memphis. Okay, that's just the city of Memphis alone, right? But um, I've said it before and I'll say it again and I'm pretty sure I'll put it in the title. This is how white men or dominant society act when you fuck with their women, right? So you can have 23,000 rapes. You can have 11 kidnapped, missing, murdered, raped people within a 30-day of Eliza, okay? The black men will go out there and they'll say they'll pray about it. Or they'll put peonies out there and or they're causing the crime. But all of this is because of what happened to Eliza. You mess with their women and they'll stop what they're doing and all. By gosh darn it, you don't mess with our women. We don't like you. We're trying to ruin the country. We're trying to go to war with Russia and Ukraine and all them. But you better not mess with our women if we've got to stop everything we're doing and come over here and pick you up the dog nib it. I'm going to come over here and pick you up by the ears. I'm going to grab you by all those edges of your edge of your dreadlocks. I'm going to show you how it's done, son. You're not going to mess with our women. I tell you what. And and it's funny because that same kind of language, when you see um what's happening with Ime, you know, they'll hire you if they need to to get to the championships. They'll have you play for them if they need to, but don't mess with their women. They will stop their trips, their international trips, and come handle business if you step out of line. But again, in both instances, you see where it has to do with their women. And so again, I mean, do they need to address what's going on in Memphis? Yes. But at the same time, it could be crime after crime after crime after crime. But one thing for sure, like I said, you, you mess with well one of their own and they're going to snatch you up. Right? So... And yes, I am the first like and the only like so far since this came out. But hey, and another thing, I want you to hear this man. I want you to hear what he's saying. This is how dominant society deals with degeneracy. All right. Memphis is not defined by its level of crime. We we will address it and we are. And I have I've been very clear about. We will address it, and we are, and I have been very clear. Listen, this man is not playing games, and um, yeah, let me keep going. Taking steps to make sure that we make this community safer for the people that live here and the people that travel here. Among the things that Governor Lee has committed to doing is increasing patrols on the interstate. Initially, Shelby County was set to receive 20 state troopers. Now he plans to increase that number. We'll continue to evaluate the use of those troopers. We believe that to the degree that we can support law enforcement's efforts here in Shelby County with state troopers. Um, it contributes to the public safety. At this time, Governor Lee was unable to provide specifics about how many officers. Regardless, Mayor Jim Strickland says it's needed. The more the highway patrol inter uh, does the interstates. Do you hear his voice? I'm going to repeat it again. I, I, the voice, y'all. 
At this time, Governor Lee was unable to provide specifics about how many officers. Regardless, Mayor Jim Strickland says it's needed. The more the highway patrol inter does the interstates, the more city officers can focus on streets. And it's all about manpower and trying to get more uh, law enforcement out there. The governor's visit comes at a time when the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation is facing renewed scrutiny for backlog issues, which have delayed rape kits from being processed. In an effort to address the load, Lee says 25 more people will be hired for the agency. When TBI processes are working effectively and efficiently, then crime will be reduced. And we, we need to make certain that we're giving them the supports they have and then let their processes be more efficient. Reporting in Memphis, Jordan James, WREG, News Channel 3. All right, thank you, Jordan. And Mayor Strickland also says the city is signing up for a grant from the state which will fund violent crime intervention programs. Y'all messed with the wrong one. Y'all messed with the wrong one. And it would have been nice if it was, you know, in the black community, if if we protected our own black women and, and children the same, it would be really nice. But I mean, take heed. Um, they're a dominant society for a reason, because they take care of their, they protect their women and children. And I want you to hear this. This is um, another two minutes and nine seconds. Again, y'all know I get hung up on the voices, but I think that um, I want you to hear what he's saying. And he said some critical things, right? He said some very critical things that um, when I tell you, and I'm not the only one and the first one to have said this, the world is watching, okay? It's not a um, little known secret that there is a lot of stuff going on in our community. So let me just go ahead and play this real quick. A juvenile court judge is also working on solutions to combat crime. Judge and sorry, so um, you're probably going to, well, I, uh, this is under another podcast, but this is titled Shelby County Juvenile Court Judge Lays Out Plan to Combat Youth Crime. So you, Shelby County is part in, in Memphis, if I'm not mistaken. And so he's getting ready to also lay down his wrath and correct some things. Hold on. Now the Shelby County Juvenile Court judge is also working on solutions to combat crime. Judge Tariq Sugarman took over just weeks ago, and he's assured the public that reforms are already underway to balance punishment and rehabilitation of young people. Brad Broders explains how Sugarman plans to execute his plan. And I want to say this, too, because it's on the tip of my tongue. But when they plan to reform, I am in favor of stricter sentences. And what's going to be interesting is, especially for my black women, are we going to go and sit here and fight this? Because look at where it's gotten us. Look at where it's gotten us. When they start saying that they're going to be harsher on rape, aggravated assault, on all of those other, you know, a battery assault charges. Let them do what they need to do to, to clear this stuff out. We don't need to be out here in these streets fighting this because look where it's gotten us. The community will see the intent that we put behind making a true change in juvenile court when our full complement is on board. As Shelby County Juvenile Court Judge Tarek Sugarman hires his team, he's also gathering input to improve his office. We've been on a listening tour, and one thing that is... And I want you to pay attention to this too, y'all. He said, and, and 
He said, we've been on a listening tour. I want you all to remember, I've been posting up. There is a commission of, um, I thought it said protect black men and boys, but there's a commission and a task force, okay, that was passed by the Republican Party where they are studying TF out of black men and boys. So when he talks about they've been on a listening tour, no lies detected. He's telling you, and if you know, you know, and if you don't know, well, then you don't know. When he's talking about that listening tour, I did a podcast on this like maybe two days ago. And it's the one that has a screenshot from Congress.gov. And there's another one that has it where I'm talking about um, for on Mark Rubio's page where he's running for Senate. And the bill that he had signed by President Trump, where they have a task force and they have to have a task force from the, from all of the different branches. And each of those people have a panel of people that are pulling research on everything from crime to mental health to all of this stuff. So let me let me um, keep playing this. It's consistent. It's got to be early intervention, uh, keeping children out of our juvenile court system. Judge Sugarman said that starts with juvenile court partnering better with parents in elementary schools and focusing on mental health. Educating them about the risks that are in the community, dealing with trauma in the community. Uh, and that's the part that made me want to record this. When he says dealing with the trauma in the community, who do you think is causing the trauma in the community? Who do you think is causing the trauma in the, in the community? So now Zaddy has to come in and fix that up. Zaddy has to come in and clean, clean up the mess of the trauma that's in the community that we're causing on ourselves. You know, there's a podcast that I, I know I need to put up. This is the second time I'm saying it. I recorded it. I went in true to Scorpio Stinger style, you know, and I felt like it, it really, I think that I'm in a place where I'm understanding that part of being a divine feminine is if I'm going to use my stinger, then let me use my stinger to address and kill and wipe out the, the, the messes in the community, right? It's one thing to use it against other people, blah, blah, blah. But I will use my stinger against this type of stuff, right? And um, one of the things I said in there is just because they drop guns and drugs into our communities does not mean that we have to use it. And I think that it's time that we're just accountable, is a big, big proponent component of this of this process. Since taking over September 1st, Judge Sugarman also responded to two high-profile murder cases involving suspects with lengthy juvenile records. And and I, I, I said it at the beginning, and I'll say it again. Who were they showing on the screen? Cleotha Agustin. Cleotha Agustin. You have 23,000-plus rape kits, 11 murders, Within 30 days of Eliza Fletcher, but he messed with Eliza Fletcher. And ever since then, you've been seeing an outpour. All the people in dominant society said, I'm telling you what you're not going to do today. High profile. And convictions. He said their backgrounds. And boom, boom. There it is. And, and remember, they said two high profile cases, right? I told you they don't play about their white women. I'm telling you, they don't play about their white women. Guess who's the second guy on the screen? I don't remember his name, but this was the guy I told you. He went on Facebook. He went on social media. And no sooner had he said, I'm going to harm white women. They said, no, sir, you don't. <laughs> not today. Not today. No, how? He, he thought he could go on Facebook Live and say, I'm going to harm white women. 
He said, I'm going to harm white. What? They snatched him by his dreadlocks so quick. They snatched him up so quick and got him in jail within. Y'all, I'm not even playing you. <coughs> you can look it up. Shelby County. September 2022. Less than 24 hours. They had him off the street. They are not playing about their white women. They're not playing about their white women, y'all. As a juvenile justice leader, these uh, citizens are entitled to presumption of innocence, still proven guilty. But um, the <laughs> intent behind our reform efforts are going to be addressing these problems before they manifest themselves as into the teenage and adolescent. Listen, when I'm telling you he is saying this with his whole entire chest, and he means every word that he's saying. Woo! I'm about. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna go back ten more seconds because I want you to hear what he's saying. And I'm not. I could probably sound like I'm being dramatic, but I'm starting to understand more of the things I'm piecing together. Is not fluffy. It's not for your entertainment. Like, whoops. <laughs> Hold on. Not sure what. But um, the intent behind our reform efforts are going to be addressing these problems before they manifest themselves as into the teenage and adolescent years. Judge Sugarman is also working with the Shelby County Sheriff to adjust how this soon-to-be-opened larger juvenile detention center with 216 available beds will operate and function. He's agreed to convert hear that? two of those pods, or at least two of those pods, to a vocational training center, which would include technical skills jobs, uh, and also training children on soft skills, uh, how to do, do a resume. The Shelby County Juvenile Court judge also set up a task force of community members to come back with new ideas on how to best punish and rehabilitate young people here in the system. Those findings are expected in the coming months. In downtown Memphis, I'm Brad Broders. You hear that? They're fitting to, to punish them. And they said, you know what? This is exactly what they said. I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to dumb it down for you. I'm going to make it remedial for you. When they said, we have to work with parents in elementary schools. And if y'all can't address the mess, we got beds for them. Zaddy said, I got beds and three meals and a, a hot and a three. This gets me every time. Three hots and a cot for them. That, that's, that's what they're saying. If you can't discipline your children, you can do whatever you want to in your community. You can do the 23,000 crime, 23,000 rapes and aggravated assault and go on Facebook and have lyrics and music and... You know, call each other all kinds of ends and hoes and talk about, you know, making making the women milk milk box material. Notorious B.I.G. Okay. Y'all can do that in your community if you want to. But when it starts spilling over into our community, where now it's taking out our brightest and our best. <laughs> One of the, the previous podcasts, they're talking about we got manpower. What's goody with it? What's goody with it? Yeah, we got stuff going. Y'all. And this is, it has to be an annoyance. It has to be an annoyance because like I said, once you start going into stocks and 
and looking at how the markets are being affected. Do you know that the U.S. just blew up a major gas pipeline in Russia? Y'all, so now that's going to affect oil gas prices, price of gold, stocks, trading, you know, uncertainty. We, we're in the middle of a war and now they got to bring manpower back here to these, to these streets and handle what's going on with the quickness. Over the hairs of one woman, and by the time that they already mess, you know, are addressing what happened with Eliza and this other guy made a threat and a promise. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. And I'm gonna say this, you know, black women stand down. Um, let them do what they need to do because at the end of the day, it's gonna end up protecting you. Point blank, period. I'm going to probably do another podcast. Um, I have to see if I took a picture of the screenshot, but there is a little bit of glimmer of hope for black women. And I do want to do a a motivational um, separate podcast on it. For those of you who listen to my podcast about the eviction rates, um, you heard me talk about it, but I do want to have the imagery on there. I do like to think of myself you know, in the annals of history with the screenshots and stuff and kind of just sharing what's going on in 2022 and and my thoughts and the, what's going on around us. So I, I think I do want to have that. But there is a little bit of glimmer of hope. And I hope that um, we can, whoever sees or lays eyes on that and hears the message from that, um, let's just take it and run with it. Let's just take that and run with it. So until the next podcast, peace.